This message is brought to you by Supernatural Life Ministry. Receive with excitement and grasp with passion the engrafted Word of God as it comes your way through God's servant, Ike Aziji, of the Supernatural Life Ministry. A man called by God with an embodiment of great grace and a mandate to reawake the greatness in you and to deliver mankind from every deception of the enemy. Now get ready for an unusual encounter with the Word of God that will take your life to the next level. ...to the blessings of open heaven. And I'm very, very sure that the Lord will bless you. You know, if you missed the, the, the last two teachings, if you're watching online, I encourage you to, you can go back to our, our uh, YouTube channel, you can watch the video again and again. You know, you can, so you can, if you're not following, you can go back to follow the series so you can understand where we're going. And as you do that, I say the Lord bless you mightily in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, um, um, last, we talked about last week, I know the media, you're following me, please, I want you to follow me for every, everything because I, I'm breaking some things down. So I want you to follow me with every step. Amen. So we, we started we started talking about the blessings of open heavens and we listed it out you can see that on your screen uh if you're watching online if you're in the, in the, in the auditorium you can see that i'm not gonna i'm not gonna read all of, all of them down but as a, i added another point that one of the blessings of open heaven that's number six and number seven or number six is deliverance and salvation once that once that's open heaven the deliverance of god comes once that's op an op open heaven the salvation of god comes so um, this, I added that to the list. And also, when we come to the blessings of open heaven, I started with a very key one. That, that is the number one, number one point of the blessings of open heaven, which is the outpouring of the Spirit of God. And, and the outpouring of the Spirit of God. So it's one of the major blessings of an open heaven. Because without the Spirit of God in the life of the believer, it's very, very difficult for that believer to make any impact whatsoever. So one of the blessings of open heaven we talked about, I'm not going to go through it, you can go back to the videos and watch again, is the outpouring of the Spirit. And I want to emphasize on this a little bit more this morning, because this is going to help somebody. Hallelujah. So we are starting from Isaiah chapter 32 and verse 15. Isaiah chapter 32 and verse 15. The Bible says, The desolation will not end until the Spirit is poured out upon us from heaven. Then the wilderness will blossom into a fruitful orchard, and the trees of the orchard will grow into a forest. Remember, we say that we say that the kingdom of God is contained in the person of the Holy Spirit. The whole kingdom of God is contained in the person of the Holy Spirit. And there's a spirit, which is the spirit of God, that needs to rest upon us. That's the difference, I said, from the spirit of God that resides in you and things. So there's, there's a spirit of God that lives in you. There's a spirit of God that rests on you. Glory to God. So the, the kingdom of God, which by the Holy Spirit is seeking for expression, there's a divine treasure 
that, want, that God want to place on you so that you can manifest the eternity in time. So you can move from the, you can, so you can release this divine treasure from eternity into the time we are in right now. So, and God wants us to understand as a child of God, we must crave for that spirit of God that rests upon the believer. Can you shout hallelujah? So, now, and the Bible says, without that spirit being poured on us, life will be a struggle. Without that spirit, that spirit resting on us, life will be too, there will be too many challenges that we cannot bear. But God is saying that I will pour out my spirit upon our flesh. God is ready to release that power of the spirit on us. So the spirit of God is one of the blessings, major blessings of an open heaven, which came on Jesus when Jesus was baptized. Now, my question this morning is, if the Spirit of God is that very, very important, I mean the Spirit of God that rests on the believer, is that very, very important in the life of a believer, then my question is that, is how is that Holy Spirit supplied? How are you going to get in touch with that spirit of God. How, how are you going to get in touch with that divine empowerment? And number one way for you to activate this spirit that rests upon the liver, some people call it the anointing, is through consistent prayer. I'm going to dwell on that a little bit. It's through consistent prayer. As a child of God, you are designed to have a consistent prayer life. Amen? Consistency. So, now, the Bible says in Philipp, Philipp, uh, Philippians chapter 1 and verse 19, I want you to follow me very closely. If you are watching me online this morning, follow me very closely. This is going to help you. You see, Philippians 1 verse 19, the Bible says, For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ. What is he talking about? What Apostle Paul means, means here is that there's a straight connection between your prayer life and the supply of the spirit of God. And he said when that spirit of God is supplied then I'm entitled to my deliverance. I'm entitled to my freedom. Glory to God. So there is a manifestation. There is no manifestation of breakthrough of the blessings of God and the power of God in the life of the believer without the supply of the Spirit of God. And the altar of prayer is the platform that supplies the empowerment for your blessings. The altar of prayer is a platform that supplies the spirit of God that will empower your life for your breakthrough, for your blessings, and for your deliverance. Can you shout amen? So there is always a direct connection between a consistent prayer life and the supply of the Spirit of God. 
And when the Spirit of God is supplied in the life of every believer, I tell you one thing that is guaranteed is your salvation and your deliverance. Can you shout amen? Can you shout hallelujah? Now, number two way by which the Spirit of God is supplied, I'm, I'm going to come back to the prayer part, but I want to show you. Another, the second way by which the Spirit of God is supplied is through the Word of God. The Spirit of God is supplied when you are a Word of God addict. If you are addicted to the Word of God, you will be empowered by the Spirit. The Bible says this in John chapter 6 and verse 63. He says, it is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you, they are spirits and they are life. That is, that is to say that the word of God empowers you. It causes that spirit of God to rest upon your life. Can you shout amen? So you contact it through the word of God and you contact it through prayer. Now, what am I trying to say? So two of them, when you talk about the word of God, you're talking about knowledge. You see, to be deficient in one, will not work. It has to be, if you're deficient in prayer and you're sufficient in the word, it will not balance. I want to show you. You've got to be efficient and sufficient in both the word and in the prayer and prayer for the power of God to manifest in your life. Can you shout hallelujah? Now, what happens? I know media, media, you're following me there. What happens when the Holy Spirit is supplied? What, when the Holy Spirit of God begins to rest in the life of the believer, what happens to that believer? Number one thing that happens, at least tell me, uh, if you're watching now, you're going to see. When that Spirit of God begins to rest upon you, wisdom will rest on your life. Understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, quick understanding, the fear of the Lord and divine discernment and divine judgment. You know how to discern. You know, you, you, you can't just be easily deceived because the spirit of God that carries the wisdom and the understanding of God is now resident, is now resting on your life. I want to show you from the Bible. Isaiah chapter 11 from verse 2 to verse 3 Isaiah chapter 11 verse 2 to verse 3 he said and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him the spirit of wisdom and understanding the spirit of counsel and might the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord and he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes neither reprove after the hearing of his ears glory to God so what he's saying is that when that spirit of God rests upon the life of the believer 
strange manifestation of the wisdom of God, of the understanding of God, of the counsel of God, of, the, of might, of knowledge, of the fear of the Lord, of divine judgment and discernment begin to rest on your life. Can you shout amen? So I want you to understand why this is important. Because once the Spirit of God is supplied, you see, anyone who, who carries or who the Spirit of God is resting upon, don't talk about the blessings of God. Because the blessings of God follows the Spirit. Can you shout amen? Can you shout hallelujah? Now, I want to point out something here because this is very crucial in our Christian work with God. Because someone will say, some people are saying, I'm praying, I keep praying, I keep praying. But what I'm believing God for, I've not received it. I want to treat that this morning. This is a little diversion, but I want to do this will help us a lot this morning. So somebody is saying, why must I pray consistently? You see, when we are talking about consistency in prayer, that will trigger the supply of the Spirit of God, there's, there's a reason why we normally talk about that. You see, consistency in your prayer life will change you. It, consistency in prayer change, change you. You're going to change us. It, it changes us. It doesn't change God. When you keep praying, God is not going to move. God has already moved. When you start to pray consistently, it changes you, not God. It's not going to, your prayer doesn't move God, your prayer moves you, moves you towards God. Because God has already moved, he's waiting for you. The Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's not going to change. God is never going to move. It's your prayer that changes you and moves you to see the things that God has already made, made for you or the things that God has already provided for you. So prayer, one thing that prayer does, because I want us to understand this, one thing that prayer does, prayer changes, it changes us. That's number one important importance of prayer. Number two is that prayer Prayer builds, builds your strength and builds your resolve to depend on God. When you're someone who prays, it builds your spiritual capacity. It builds your strength. It builds your resolve to believe in God. Can you shout amen? So, prayer refines our focus and our priorities. When you are someone that prays, it will refine your focus. It will refine your priorities. Can you shout hallelujah? So, prayer builds the character traits of the kingdom values in your life. When you are someone who prays consistently, it's going to see the character traits of the kingdom values will begin to manifest in every areas of your life. You see, when you're someone that prays, it enables you to be very disciplined. If you pray, if you pray always, your, your, your Christian life will be a life that is full of discipline. 
Can you show the man? So it's very, very important for us to realize this. You see, when you pray, it quietens your appetite and stop anything that will not make you to be fully committed to God. All those appetites that will not allow you to commit yourself fully to God, those things will start to die when you're someone who prays effectively. And one thing that prayer does, prayer creates a divine revelation that makes you see the impossible as logical. When you begin to pray always, the things that look impossible, because they start to become logical to you. And God wants to see, you're not going to trigger the spirit that rests upon if you're not someone that prays. Can you show the man? So every prayer invitation is an invitation to revelation. Every prayer invitation is an invitation to divine revelation. And every invitation to divine revelation is an invitation to divine encounter and divine experience with God. And every divine encounter and divine experience solidifies your conviction. And every divine conviction empowers you for divine action. And every divine action will give birth to the blessings of God in your life. So when, when, when that's revelation in your life, and when you pray, you start having revelation. Revelation does not create things, does not create new things in our lives. Revelation just unveils the things that are already there, which we cannot see. That is, as a believer, for you to trigger the supernatural in your life, you must hype up your prayer life. Can you shout amen? Can you shout hallelujah? So this is very, very important for us. And maybe you've been praying and you're feeling that you're not getting the answer. You feel that God has not answered you. I have not answered you. I want to let you know something. You see, you can't stop praying because it builds your spiritual capacity. You see, maybe you're asking, why does God withhold the answers or the manifestation of the answers to my prayer? Some of us ask that question. You see, from the first day you prayed, God answered, he answered you. Glory to God. But you have to build your capacity to receive some things from God. It's not everything that God will release into our lives immediately we pray. He answered us. But there's a need for us to build spiritual capacity. Can you shout the Lord, amen? You see, sometimes God wants our spiritual capacity to, uh, to be empowered or to increase before he can release whatever he has promised us. Because the truth is that there are some blessings of God when they get into your life. When you don't have enough capacity to deal with the pressure, with the criticism, with the rejection 
that hack that come with that blessing, it can destroy you. Can you shout amen? So that is why it's very, very important for us to keep building our spiritual resolve and strength in prayer, building our spiritual capacity. Because there are some things when God looks at your spiritual strength, He can't release it because it will destroy your life. But the more you build capacity to receive, the more God begins to release those blessings into your life. Can you shout amen? So sometimes God might withhold answers from us to, to make us gain interest. Sometimes God will not answer. You wanted to get interest in him. He will hold it. Because he wanted to come closer. Because he wanted to show you. He wanted to show you much more. He wanted to give you much more than you're asking for. Because some of us, you are believing God for something. Once that will enter your hand, off you go. You're, you're out. No time for God anymore. But meanwhile, God wants to release much more than that in your life. So sometimes... God will withhold answers from us because he wants us to gain more interest in him. Can you shout amen? Can you shout hallelujah? So the greater the glory, the greater the glory of the blessings of God on someone's life, then the more need for that person to have a strong spiritual foundation. Can you show the man? So, there can be fracture in your foundation that is not visible until greater pressure is placed on your life. That is why it is very, very important for us to build spiritual capacity. Because the more we build spiritual capacity, the more we open up ourselves for God to release his blessings upon our lives. Can you shout amen? So, so Jacob's fractures we can't see. See, God wants to release his glory and his blessing on a foundation that is very strong. On a very strong foundation. So that you can withhold or withstand the pressure which those challenges, may, those blessings may bring in your life. There's a book that T.D. Uh, 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 Jakes wrote that book. The, the title of that book is, Can You Stand to be Blessed? Can you stand to be blessed? Because blessings of God comes with some pressures. It comes with, people might start to reject you. People might start to criticize you. But the question is, when you are someone that normally build a strong spiritual capacity, it's easier for you to handle anything that the enemy may throw at you as a result of the blessings of God in your life. Can you shout amen? Can you shout hallelujah? Are you getting blessed this morning? So what I'm trying to say this morning is that for you as a believer to trigger the blessings of God, for you to trigger the supply of the spirit, which guarantees the release of the blessing, you must ensure that you're someone, that you're consistent in the word and you're consistent in prayer. God, it builds your capacity. It builds your capacity. Your spiritual capacity. It builds it and make your foundation stronger to deal with anything that the enemy want to throw in your life. Can you shout amen? 
Can you shout hallelujah? Nigga, I've talked, I've, I've, I've talked a while. I want to look, look at the Bible this morning. I might not finish this. So last week, we started talking about what we trigger the blessings of God. You can, you can see that on the screen if you're watching. So we, we talked about four things last week. If you missed that message, I want you to go back to the, to, the, to, to the YouTube and watch it. So we talked about the things that can trigger the blessings of, the, of, of, of open heavens. We talked about it last week. And this morning, I want to continue on that this morning. The four point we discussed last week is on your screen. And I'm going to go to the fifth point this morning. What do I need to do to trigger the open heavens of God? Number one, num number five is that you must be a lover of God. You must be a lover of God. There's no way some things, some blessings will be released in your life when you're not a lover of God. So I'm, I'm reading from John chapter 14 and verse 21. John 14, 21. The Bible says, the person who has my commands and keep them is the one who really loves me and whosoever really loves me will be loved by my father and I too will love him. I will show, reveal, manifest myself to him. I will let myself be clearly seen by him and make myself real to him. So God the way God makes himself real in our lives is by releasing his blessings upon our lives. So he, whosoever that obeys my commandment, I will manifest my blessings upon his life. I will reveal my glory upon his life. The reality of who, who I am will begin to show forth in the life of that person. Can you shout the man? So, love for God is a major trigger to the blessings of an open heaven. The more you love God, the more he reveals himself. The more he manifests himself. The more he reveals his glory, his blessings upon your life. Can you shout hallelujah? Can you shout glory to God? Hallelujah. Now, number, number six. How do I trigger the blessings of open heaven? You trigger the blessings of open heaven by obeying the voice of God. Obeying the voice of God. Because if are, no matter how God wants to bless us, if we are not hidden or if, if you are not paying attention and obeying the instructions that God is giving you, there's no way you're going to walk into that blessing. It's obedience that guarantees us for the blessing. If we obey God and obey his word and obey what he's telling us, automatically the blessings of God will be going to manifest in our lives. So, I want us to understand that the Bible is the counsel of God. Don't try to obey some part of the Bible and leave out the rest. Everything you see in that word of God is a counsel of God. Everything he says in that word, if we start to obey and to do what that word of God says, automatically we are, we are qualified and guaranteed access 
into the blessing. Can you shout amen? Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 19. Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 19. He said, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the fruit of the land. You shall partake of the blessing. If you are willing and obedient. So God is saying, my heavens are open. I want to release my blessings to your life. But for you to assess it, for you to have access to my blessing, you must be willing and obedient to what I am asking you to do. My question this morning is, are we doing, are we doing what God has commanded us? It's a question. Is see, are you willing to obey every instruction from that Bible that you have? Because once you start to walk in obedience to the voice of God, then you are triggering the, you are triggering the blessings of God in your life. So you see, in life, most times we want to do the things that are convenient, convenient. But God has designed us to do the things that are commanded. We're not designed to look to do what is convenient, but what is commanded. Once is a command in the word of God, we have to obey that command. That is what we trigger the blessings of God in our lives. You see, in this world, there are many, many voices. We live in the world where there are so many voices speaking to us at the same time. But you need to be in the spirit for you to discern the voice of God. For you to know the instruction from God. Because there are many things speaking to us every day. Our environment, our career, our family. There are many voices. But for you to be able to hear the voice of God and obey the voice of God, you must tune into the spirit of God. Can you shout amen? Hallelujah. Okay. Job chapter 36 and verse 11 and verse 12. Job 36 verse 11 and verse 12. You see, for us not to be deceived, we must obey what is in the scriptures. For us to see the changes in our lives. The Bible says, Job 36 verse 11 and 12 said, If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. But if they do not obey, they shall perish by the sword and they shall die without knowledge. That will not be your testimony in the name of Jesus. If they obey, obedience is what triggers the blessings of the open heavens for us. He said, if they obey and serve me, they will spend their days in the blessings. They will spend their days in prosperity. He said, God wants us to be blessed as a child of God. The plan of God is for you to live in the blessings of God. Because that's only where the world around you will know that your God is alive. And that will be your testimony in the name of Jesus. He said, if they obey and serve me. So God is telling us this morning that he wants to release the blessings in our lives. But we must hearken to the voice of the Spirit. 
we must listen to what God is telling us per time for us to see the manifestation of the blessings of God in our lives. Can you shout the man? Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19 to verse 20. The Bible says, Today I have given you the choice between life and death, between the blessing and causes. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness this choice you make. Oh, that you will choose life so that you and your descendant might live. You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying him and committing your, yourself firmly to him. This is the key to your life. Say, this is the key. The key to the manifestation of the blessings of God is making the choice to obey the voice of God. Making the, making the choice to do whatever God has asked us to do. Can you shout the man? Can you shout hallelujah? So he said, this is the key to your life. So God wants us to choose life. When you choose God and choose the counsel of God, you have chosen life for yourself. And God is saying, this is the key that unlocks the blessings in your life. Choosing my counsel, choosing my ways, choosing my instruction, being obedient to everything you see me say in my word. Can you shout hallelujah? Can you shout hallelujah? Okay, I'm not going to finish this one. I'm going to continue next Sunday. But now, number seven, how do I trigger the blessings of open heaven? You must make his kingdom your priority. You must put the kingdom of God first. The kingdom of God must come first in your life. Can you show the man? Now I'm going to read Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. Matthew 6 verse 33 said, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these blessings. All these things shall be added. The blessing is an addition when you are seeking the kingdom. The blessings of God is an added advantage to the life of the believer. He says, seek me first and I will add all the blessings to your life. So when you make the kingdom and the things of the kingdom of God your priority, you are releasing yourself to access the blessings of open heaven. Can you shout the man? Okay, I'm going to, okay, three minutes. I'm going to read this quickly. I'm going to continue this next Sunday. Now, there's a story in the Bible, in the book of Acts. This, the, the media can show that on the screen. I'm going to read Acts chapter 10 from verse 1 to 5. Then I'm going to close there. I'm going to continue on this Sunday. The Bible says, now at Caesarea, Acts chapter 10. Media, can you project that on the, on the, on the board, please? Now, now at Caesarea Maritima, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion of what was known as the Italian Regiment. 
A devout man and one who I love with all his household feared God. He made many charitable donations to the Jewish people and pray to God always. Amen. I'm going to read verse 3. Verse 3 to verse 4. About the ninth hour of the day, he clearly saw in a vision an angel of God who had come to him and said, Cornelius, Cornelius was, was, Cornelius was frightened and stared intently at him and said, What is it, Lord? Sir, and the angel said to him, Your prayers and gifts of charity have ascended as a memorial offering before God, an offering made in remembrance of his past blessings. What he says that the blessings of God is already there for us to activate. Is it that man was a giver, he was a supporter of the kingdom? That man was not saved. He doesn't know Christ. Glory to God. He doesn't know God. But all he does is he supports the kingdom of God. He, he was helping people and helping the kingdom of God. The, an angel of the Lord came to him and said, because of what you're doing, he was praying to God, I was giving to the kingdom of God. Two things. You see, most times we want to only pray and not give. But God is, see, there's something that must trigger the blessings of God in the life of the believer. I will tell you the truth. Now, let me finish reading. Now, verse 5. Now, the angel told him, send men to Joppa and have them call for a man named Simon, who also called Peter and invite him here. So, if you go home, you can read the whole scripture. But what I'm trying to derive from here is that he's giving to the kingdom. His priority to the kingdom of God opened the door for salvation in his life. Salvation to the whole family. Salvation came as a result of his commitment to the kingdom of God, even though he wasn't saved. That commitment to the kingdom opened the door of salvation to the Gentiles. That is how the door of salvation was opened to the Gentiles. It was the prayer and the giving of a man that opened that door. Can you shout hallelujah? Can you shout amen? So you are giving, you are giving, when you give to the kingdom, when you give your resources, when you give your skill, when you give your time, when you give your effort to the kingdom of God, you are sowing a seed. It's a seed that was produced. The Bible talks about the seed time and harvest. You see, nothing, see, nothing triggers the blessings of God like you giving yourself to God, giving yourself and giving what God has blessed you with into the kingdom of God. Can you show the man? So your givings, your givings are not just donations. We don't want to call it donation in the part of the world. But I want, to, I want you to understand your givings are not just donations. Your givings are spiritual transactions that provokes God to intervene in your life with his favors. Your giving is a spiritual transaction that provokes God. That, that, that is, a, is a 
spiritual transaction that provokes God to respond in your life with his favors, with his interventions, with his provision, and with his resources. Can you show the man? So when you honor God with your giving, then he will pour out his blessings. So I want to encourage us this morning. You see, God has called me to, you see, because all my teaching, I don't go to this line, but this is a very important thing I want to let you know. Your giving will trigger the blessings of God in your life. I'm not someone that preaches, but this is the truth of the gospel. I, my call is to teach you the whole counsel of God. It's if you read, I'm going to close here. If you read uh, Luke chapter 4, verse 17, the Bible said that Jesus was called to preach the gospel to the poor. He didn't give the poor money. He preached the gospel. He, he was called to preach, Luke 4, 18, to preach the gospel to the poor. What was the gospel that Jesus was preaching to the poor? The gospel he preached to the poor is that, that he, he has made poor that we may be made rich. So as a child of God, there's no way the environment around you will believe your God until they see the nature of your God manifested in your life. And the nature of your God is the favors and the blessings of God. Can you show the man? And when you, when you release to the kingdom, when you as someone that gives to the kingdom of God, I am telling you, you can't go broke. If you give your resources, your money, your, your, your strength, your skill to the things of God, there's no way they will not come back with the rewards. So you're not dealing with a God that is a man. Number one way to trigger the blessing is by your giving. Can you shout amen? Can you shout hallelujah? So giving is living. To give is to live. Imagine you decide to eat. After you eat, you decide that you're not going to go to the toilet. You're not going to go to the restroom. You're going to carry what to eat. You're going to die. Because you have to release what you have inside for you to take in again. Can you shout amen? This is true. So what you release will give room for you to receive more. But if you don't release, you're not creating room for God to, to, to put more in your life. And God always multiplies every seed sown. Can you shout hallelujah? Anytime you sow to the kingdom, you are not, when you give to the kingdom of God, I want to emphasize on this, on this this morning. Don't think that you are donating to help God. Your seed, you are sowing a seed, and when you sow, you're going to reap. Can you shout amen? It's a seed you're sowing, you must expect a reward. You must expect the seed to produce for you. Because in the kingdom of God, there's a seed time, there's a harvest time. When you sow, there's a reward. It will come back. So you are not just helping the church. You are creating room for God to open more doors in your life. And there are many ways God can bless you. So I want us to start seeing God as our source. Don't see your job as your source. See God as your source. When you know God as your source, he can use anything to bless you. You see, when they called Jesus and they asked him to pay tax, Jesus said, he told Peter, go to the mouth of the fish and bring out a coin to pay the taxes. So God can use any avenue to bless your life. So see God as your source. 
and be part of the kingdom. And as you do that, the Lord will bless you in the name of Jesus. I can't continue because of time. I'm going to start the prayer this morning. Time has gone fast. Let's start on our feet this morning. I can't continue this. We're going to start next Sunday. But I want to let you know that every service you render into the kingdom of God will come back with a reward. No matter how small. So be, so be part of the kingdom in any way you can. And God will make sure that lack is far from you. Can you shout hallelujah? Glory to God. So I want us to begin to thank God. If you're watching online, we're going to thank God this morning. Ask God for the grace to love him. The grace to obey his voice. The grace to be part of his kingdom in all ramification. I want to lift up your voice and pray this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, we decree this morning that you give us the grace, the grace to love you more. The grace to heed to your voice, everything you are telling us to do in concerning your word and your counsel. We ask for the grace this morning to be a doer and not a hearer. Because you are not a man, you cannot lie. Everything you say in your word will come to pass if we can obey your voice. Therefore, this morning, I pray for everyone on the sound of my voice. The grace to love God. The grace to put God first. The grace to obey the voice of God in order to trigger the blessings of God in our lives. We receive it this morning. In the name of Jesus, Father, we have come to decree that you are our source. You are our provider. You are our deliverer. You are our healer. We decree and declare that you are our source this morning. That no lack is permitted around our lives. No lack is permitted in the life of anyone and the son of my father this morning. I decree that there will be divine provision. Divine provision to fulfill the need of the kingdom and for you to prepare your life in the forward direction. I release the reign of abundance in your life in the name of Jesus. The reign of abundance of heaven is released in your direction this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus, I command the favor of God to be released in your face, in your life, in everything that you do. From this moment, your life will be struggle-free. Your expectations are granted by grace. In the name of Jesus, new doors are open before you. In the name of Jesus, we release the divine, the supernatural shift of God in your direction. In the name of Jesus, let the glory of God descend and be released on your life. Whatever that's supposed to take you 10 years will take you 10 months. By the divine speed of God in your life, I release that grace into your life this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, we thank you this morning. We give you the praise. We're going to magnify God this morning. Give him some praise. But I will thank you for your word. Your word is powerful. Your word is our liberator. We receive that word this morning. And we believe that our doors are open. Our doors of resources. Our doors of help. Our doors of provision. Our doors of abundance are open this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I will thank you. We give you all the praise and all the glory.
in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If you're watching me online and Jesus is not the Lord of your life, that's a prayer on your screen. I want to pray.